0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's time to go inside the film room with veteran scout and coach Chris Landry and Scott Zeidenberg breaking down college football from a different angle. It's the College Football Film Room Podcast. Welcome inside the college football film room alongside veteran scout coach and consultant Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hope everybody is staying safe out there, maintaining social distancing practices as uh, we continue to grind ahead in this whole coronavirus pandemic. Chris, there was a big announcement from the state of California this week where the stay-at-home orders have been extended, and it looks like they could be extended for several months from now, which would seriously put Pac-12 sports in jeopardy. And when it comes to college football, we have talked about the idea of a potential spring season, Uh, but as more and more states are opening up, it looks like we could have a college football season. As, As you've mentioned several times before on this podcast, Without certain conferences,
1: we could. Um, I as as this is unfolding, you know, it's interesting because I I've been able to talk to a few administrators. No one has the answers, but you know, people throw out ideas and float ideas, and everyone kind of says, "Yeah, well, we got to look at everything." But what's interesting is how the narrative has changed. I said for the longest time that it, I just couldn't visualize playing college athletics if students were allowed on campus and that was been echoed and talked about by certain folks well i give you one example jack swarbrick of notre dame and other commissioners those same very folks recently have said well well hold a minute we, we maybe we could play with that if students were on campus it, it's it's like everyone wants to try to play it because of the importance of the economics you don't want to shut the door on anything you don't know how to deal with it. Now I kind of checked into what happened in the state of California, the California school systems. It makes some sense. If you think about it, Um, it involves, I think what, 23 schools and they said it was going to cost $25 million to pay for the tests to ensure the safety of the students. Well, that just economically didn't work. They 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 couldn't be able to do that. So, especially if you're playing re- games without fans, because you're losing well, gate money. Well, this is this is the schools now. I mean, this is this is about the California school system shutting down. That you know that uh-huh, they were gonna. Uh-huh. They were you know just you know some of them don't play sports. Some of them do, like San Jose State and Fresno State. they're they're basically saying we can't have students on campus if we can't protect them. We can't protect them if we can't test them and we can't test them unless we get the money to do it. I mean, it's, and it's going to be $25 million. So that's going to be interesting for every state and every school to figure out what is the testing going to cost as it relates to just having students on campus. Now I am told that the folks like at San Jose State and Fresno State, they haven't given up on playing football. If there is a way that they can do it, can afford it, can test players, and you know that they were looking at now, <laughs> I don't know. I am certainly not in the prediction business on this because this is every day as we get closer and closer. We're we're getting towards that time where we're going to get a real feel for it because we're running out of time. To at some point, we're we're going to know if it's a go or not come September or you know we're going to delay it more you know it's just I think it's going to be very complex it's looking very difficult to try to manage but I do think one of the things that has hit me Scott is it's a bigger picture issue there's all this cry about paying players and they should be paid and all that for that crowd that is in that camp they are this is going to hit right into them because what essentially is going to happen is it's going to be difficult for schools. Some will do it. Some may be able to pay for the testing. It's going to be worth it. So if you're a school that makes enough money in your enrollment to pay for the testing, well, then it's a good business decision. And certainly the athletic departments can afford to test their student athletes because that's a very small amount. As it relates to the overall student population, but everybody's going to have to figure this out for themselves. And if you you certainly have students that are not on campus in some cases, but you're playing sports, it's going to certainly, Scott emphasize that. Well, you're going to ask these student athletes that they are compensated with their with their scholarship. But you're going to ask them to to go play because it makes money, and, you know. So all of the talk about no, 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 they're 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 not employees. They're student athletes, and I'm not laughing because this is funny. But it's just so mm-hmm. ironic because both sides say no, 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 no. They're student athletes. It, it, this is no, they can't have a union. We can't can't can pay benefits. They're student athletes, and now they're getting ready to say, okay, student athletes. Go out there, play, and make us our money. That's essentially what's hap- what's, what we're headed to. I really well, you- almost, the irony of it, it's just almost too much. And I'm a, the players get a lot. Maybe we can do more. But I'm not a pay-for-play guy. But this is where it's headed. And I think I think Mark Emmert's come out and said something. And I know you were going to jump in there. And I, the second minute to finish my thought, i forget it, is everybody's going to have to figure it out an individual. I, I, I think if you look at, Oregon's governor kind of laughed off at the, you know, I I don't know. I mean, it's still a lot of money. Uh, Is the PAC 12 going to go through it? Would they consider moving and playing somewhere else? Um, I can tell you this, that Alabama is already looking into contingency plans in case USC has to back out of the game. If USC backs out of the game, they're looking at again. And I I put it on uh, in our uh, notebook today, a lot of other schools are looking at, particularly non-conference games, options on a one-year basis and basically talking to other schools in other conferences. Hey, look, um, you know, would you, g-? well, it depends, depends on, but it's hard to do a deal because you don't know what game on a certain day you might know of a, of a team you're playing outside of conference, whether that would fit. So you figure that out, but it's kind of like a puzzle, but then What I think is going to happen is we're going to have some semblance of a season and I'm not as concerned as I mentioned about how it starts, but how it finishes, can we finish? And what's it going to look like, Scott, if we're going to have, you know, one team plays nine games, one team plays eight, good luck, trying to figure out and rank those teams. And, and because.
0: Well, that's the issue, Chris, is that you're going to have, you're going to have not everyone participating if, if mm -hmm. things stay, As they are right now. And you could have a situation where, you know, Arizona just came out and said, Hey, we're open for business. We want pro sports and and everything can can work out. And so, you know, you got two schools in that state that are in the Pac 12 that are like, Hey, we're going to have students come in this fall and and we're good and we're going to play some football. And and you mentioned Oregon can sit sit up there and say, Hey, you know, we don't know what we're doing. And and so the state of California might not be able to participate, but the Pac 12 can still say, You know, we're going to get X amount of teams to participate in a limited schedule and you might have that all across the country. I don't know how things are going to be in, in, you know, in the Northeast Uh, you know, is Penn state going to be able to have a a full season, you know, Rutgers, certainly those are two teams in the big 12 right there, Maryland. uh, How does it affect them? Um, You know, all over the country, I think all these programs are dealing with it on an individual basis. And this is where, you've talked about it before the lack of a central leadership for college football. This is where it really comes to bite them because there is no central governing body over everyone and the NCAA can say what they will, but there really is no college football governing body That's that correct. is going to be able to figure this thing out. Each individual conference is just going to do this on their own. And so we might actually have a year this year where, Maybe there is no national champion, or it's not a sanctioned national champion, but it goes back to the old days, Chris, where the writers are going to vote on a national champion based off their individual season. So the SEC is going to run their own season. We have our own schedule, our own season. We'll crown an SEC champion. We don't care about anybody else. And then it's going to be up to the writers because there's going to be no college football playoff. There's going to be no bowl games. And it's going to be up to the writers, the Associated Press or whoever to just say, you know what, I think Alabama's the national champion this year. Well,
1: and we've had it. You go back when we, we don't have a college basketball champion this year. We didn't have one in 1920. Um, you know, it's happened before. Um, and and I, again, a lot of the the. Um, you know were championships were designated and not really earned the traditional ways we we do it in the modern era but you brought up something that's so important for people to understand and i i do get a kick out of it and and i i think there's such a misunderstanding um the NCAA has no jurisdiction over this they 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 can't say it's okay to play it's not to play you know, they have no jurisdiction. Now, they, they are there to make rules and to govern, but they don't have any control. Now, they control over the event. So they can um, cancel the NCAA basketball tournament. They can cancel NCAA Sanctioned Championship. This is not – we don't have that in major college football. Uh, we have it. It's the college playoff committee. I think that they're going to want to play it, though. I think – I don't know how they're going to do it, Scott, but if we play enough games, first of all, do we even get through a season? Hopefully. But if we do come hella high water, they're going to play some sort of national playoff. You know why? It's a, it's worth about 450 to $500 million. So it's, I mean, I think they're going to try to do it now. It may not be worth as much this year because I don't know how many people are going to attend and all that, but it's, the money is going to drive it and dictate it, but it is going to be a hodgepodge because it is, like we're finding out, it's state by state, certain states, different population bases, and um, how it's spreading, how we're dealing with it. Some states are opening, and some are at different stages of it, one, two, three. I, mean, I don't think anybody's at stage three yet, but you know, all of these things are going to dictate where it goes, and every, it, it will be decided by the grassroots level. So what does your state say? What is your state leadership says? Well, the state leadership and the politicians, they're going to listen to the health folks, but then they're also going to recognize what the economy means. Well, let's call it like it is. Um, the economics of the impact of college football in certain states is bigger than others in California. I don't think it's going to make a whole lot of difference with all due respect Um, it's not going to make as much of a difference to the economy in some States that maybe have, you know, 20,000 people that go to games versus, you know, people that have a hundred thousand, uh, and, and it's, you know, a a more expensive ticket and all that. So I think everyone's going to have to decide, but here's the thing is you're going to have to provide some safety because there's, it's not, if there, there is no way you can convince me with everything that I've heard by this. And if I'm wrong, folks, please send in and tell me if you, because I don't, I'm just learning like everybody else. Tell me how not every team is going to at least have one person come down with this. I mean, there's a, if somebody is not, doesn't get infected on, on a, on every team, you're not testing. Cause I mean, you know, that, that it's just bound to happen. It's going to be virtually impossible to keep it out of the system, pro or college, how do you deal with it? Is everybody going to go into a panic or do we have a way to, to deal with it? Do you sit them down? Scott, how's that going to work? So if you got four guys that, t- I don't know, I'm just throwing this out Four guys that test positive for the start of the game. Okay. They sit out, they sit out for, I don't know what, 12, 14 days. That's kind of the time frame. Is that what they do? What? What if? Who decides that? Does the the conference designate somebody to do it? Does the school decide it? I mean, let's just wonder here. If it's big rivalry game and a lot's at stake, do you decide that? And by the way, let's just flip it over to if they do the same thing in the NFL, not picking on college. We know the concussion protocol, right? We know how that is. You know, player, you got to come out the game. Yet, we saw Cam Newton just, just kind of go dizzy the year they went to the Super Bowl. Remember that playoff game where everyone you could see that he was mm-hmm. dead on his feet, but they're not going to put him out of a playoff game. So, I'm wondering right now if it's playoff time, do they say, uh oh, it's big weekend, it's conference, chip, and chip weekend. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Chiefs and the Steelers. And breaking news, Patrick Mahomes is test positive. He is out for the championship game.
0: Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. It's different for you. It's different for me. One thing is certain. Every day, there's an opportunity to win. Just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Every day, grab and go. Every day, giftable. Every day, fun. The new lucky number scratcher from the Virginia Lottery. 32 chances to win $500,000 plus four bonus games. Stop by your closest retailer and check it out. For odds and more information, visit va lottery dot I mean,
1: Really? Do you, you think? Or you know, you, well, I'll just I mean, that just because no nobody can tell if somebody's got the coronavirus. We can tell if somebody's concussed to some degree. I, I, how's that going to work in college? How do we do that? Okay, is that going to have an effect? What if they have a bunch of guys? Or do you, is the game suspended? Is the game? Taken off so you're playing Rutgers and your Ohio State you got the breakout and you know does it cost you what if you got 25 players the 25 players are all of a sudden Rutgers and you know Ohio State's a pretty interesting game I mean when, if you don't have enough play how do you deal with that I mean all those things need to be figured out because as you go forward with the season you're going to have some of these issues you're not going to have everybody play the same amount of games I, I, I would think you're going to have cancellations and I think you're going to have players that come in contact with, you know, I mean, I don't know if you can quarantine them all. Uh, and and again, as we're learning about testing, right. You test on Monday. I mean, wasn't it the, uh, the vice president's press secretary tests negative on Monday and on Tuesday test And now everybody in the white house, I mean, it's like it, it, the testing doesn't seem to be, as sharp as it needs to be. So what does that say about the spreading of it? So now you got the people saying, well, they're young guys, you know, they, 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 it's, it's not likely to hurt them. God forbid somebody has some issues, maybe an underlying condition that's not as up to the forefront gets really sick. I mean, there's a lot of things, so I'm not saying out there, or let's just shut it down. Cause I'm not sure that's the answer either. I'm just saying man, good luck trying to work through all of these machinations, which are going to be, you're going to have to take it case by case, but you're going to have to have some real good plans in place. And as tough as it is for college administrators to figure this out, Scott, again, think about if you're a university president, trying to deal with students on campus and figuring this out. So you've got, you know, Okay, uh, maybe 500 athletes on campus. You got forty-five, fifty thousand 50,000 students on campus that you're trying to control? My God, and you know there's somebody out there ready to sue because you didn't properly protect our climate. Well, make them all sign a waiver. Well, you know what a waiver is worth. It's worth the piece of paper you put it on if they can prove you're negligent. So how do you make sure that you prove that you're not negligent? Man, there are going to be a lot of lot of lawyers making some money, right, You know, trying to figure this out. How do we cover our rear end and make sure that there's a lot more layer to this than just, man, I want to watch football. We want to see it. I think everybody has to have football financially, you know, and that's in the, the athletic business. But how do you deal with it? You know, that's that's the real key. I mean, the playing is simple. Getting them together, that's pretty easy decision at some point. The difficult part is how do we do it?
0: It's amazing. It's like um, we could – you know, the concussion protocol is now going to be the Corona protocol. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, a guy, oh, listen, he uh, he had to go through concussion protocol, so he's out a week, and then when he's cleared, he can come back. Now it's going to be, you got to go through Corona protocol and be out 10, 14 days, and then you get tested again before you can come back. It's just that's a- literally a- going to be know- what it is. We'll get back into the podcast in just a minute, but first, with no more sports on as of now, there's really not much you can bet on or so you thought. There's so much action you could still have at BetOnline.ag There's eSports, American Idol, Big Brother The Elections, The Spelling Bee There's $750,000 poker series as well. There's so much fun to be had. So go to BetOnline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit Again, that's BetOnline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100 I love their Madden Sims as well. I think I'm three and zero so far on Madden Sims. Again, betonline.ag. The promo code is mypod100. Bet online, your online wagering experts.
1: You know the NFL is going to have a, 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 a specialist, but you got you know you got games every week, so they'll. I, I would imagine they're probably going to have one of those guys at every game. But who's going to organize that in college? Who's going to do that? It's probably going to come down to the schools. Well, again, there you go. You know, does, you know, again, player that's healthy, has practiced all week. He's the starting quarterback. He's the difference guy. I mean, you know, Trevor Lawrence not going to play. Lining up against Notre Dame. Not going to play in that game. I mean, maybe Trevor Lawrence is not needed. Um you know, uh, 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 against a couple of opponents on his schedule, but you know, he's not there at Notre Dame. I mean, how do you control that? Do you let it go? I mean, it just, this just a lot of things now that are, I don't know that people want to think about it because that's the minutia of, Hey, I don't care. Just want to play it. And and look, I'm, I'm kind of in that mold too. I want to see it, but man, it is, it's going to be quite challenging to see how this plays out. Quite interesting to see how we can do it. Again, I think how we get through it is going to be a story in and of itself. And I think there we're we're only going to know just the surface because underneath it, it's going to be like a duck on water. It's going to look calm, but behind the scenes that, that those little little feet are going to be paddling a hundred miles an hour. Cause trying to figure this out and corral this uh, where essentially You're, you know, it's, it's again, not like maybe certain businesses where you can put plexiglass between cubicles. It's not how this works here. And this is going to be a, with a highly contagious disease. And if they're talking about a second wave in the fall, I forbid that happens. Now we're dealing with all sorts of issues that may say, oh, well, yeah, maybe the spring. Well, tell me how the spring works when, if it, if this is supposed to get worse in the fall and winter that would mean that January and February and March would be worse than it is now. If it's, you know, so I don't know that Springs, you know, I think I don't know how realistic that is. If you look at it, I just think that this is something that we're at the stage. We've made the move that we've got to open it up. I think society has said, look, we got to get every state, And we're working towards it to where we can open it up to where we don't kill the economy, but we've got to keep people safe. And we got to figure out ways to do that creatively and college football specifically, which we talk about each and every week has got to figure out how do we get them back on campus and keep them safe on campus so that we can protect them. So, because they are the ones that are responsible. They're the, they're the golden goose. They're the goose, excuse me, that lays the golden egg. They are the goose that that is responsible for all that money that's going to be generated that we need to have. It's all on keeping those athletes healthy so that they can stay on the field because I think once they go on, you can't afford to just, hey, stop it again. That would be a bigger disaster financially, but yet if you can't protect them health-wise, it's, it's going to be a, a big-time challenge. And, and again, um, c- can you imagine what's it going to be like in the world of gambling, which you follow so closely? How are you going to be have the guts to pull the trigger on a game when you don't know who the hell you might have 15 people get ruled out <laughs> right before kickoff? It could have the That's biggest. The reality. You do, I mean, and again, this is part of the money that we're talking about. That's are the ancillary byproducts of football. We don't know who's going to forget injury report. We got the Corona report. We're not going to be able to have that. Who's going to have inside on Corona? <laughs> you know, I, look. I mean, I know it's the, the the mortality rate's not bad for young people, but you know, some may not. You know, um, some may have negative effects. And, and, you know, that's one thing got to sit out like any illness, but, but it's the ones that again, get tested, but they're asymptomatic. What do we do with them? We take them off. Well, Scotty, if four of them have it on the team, I mean, how many going to have it tomorrow or the next yeah, day? Cause there'll be negative tests. It's like, so if it's Monday, I mean, when do you test? How often do you test? Do you test every day? Well, then, that's expensive. Do you test twice a week? Do you don't? Do you want to limit the test? Because again, if you got four of them that have it on Monday, my God, you're going to have forty by Friday if they, if they're in proximity. Because it ain't if; it's when you get this stuff. If you're if you're exposed to it, I, I mm-hmm. it's going to be real. It's going to be real interesting. But we're starting to see it. You saw the the Mac came out and said. Hey, look—we're not messing with football season yet, but we have closed down. We're not having any of our our um, our MAC conference championships outside the com- the football championship game. We've canceled all that. So that's that's um we're going to now start to see that as we get closer and closer to the fall semester, schools making decisions, and that's going to be the daily headline, my friend, until we try to figure out what, when, how, and if.
0: What can fans find right now up on LandryFootball.com?
1: Well, we try to limit that this type of stuff that we've talked about to what is just the detail. So right now we do have some stuff on, for example, um, Alabama and TCU have been talking about, hey, look, if the USC-Alabama game is not a go, which, by the way, I still think that even the schools in the Pac-12 want to play football. I mean, it, it, I think they're going to try to figure out, hey, how, and, and if if the campus shuts down, maybe they can still do it somehow, some way. I don't know how, but but they'll try. We've got a lot of that information on uh, on there about that, as well as uh, some other schools that are talking about contingency plans. We've got tons of recruiting information. Scott, do you know that at this time last year compared to this year, there are 600 more commitments than last year at this time. It's the byproduct of the shutdown. So what does this really mean? Well, we keep you up to date in the notebooks. Who's going where? Who's got a commitment? Florida State got a big commitment right under Texas's nose. But Scott, here's the underlying storyline. They haven't signed their letter of intent. Yeah, of course. Yep. Mm -hmm. So we are looking at a, almost a, a, I hate to use the term, a, almost a, a viral recruiting we're probably going to have more decommitments than we've ever had. So it's going to be wild in the fall leading up to December. So we keep you up to date on all that is recruiting. And we're, we're beginning to look ahead to players to look out for in each conference, each position, uh, kind of breakout players, guys that you may be familiar with guys that you may not be familiar with, uh, power five, group of five, small college draft prospects, just really good college players, We got all that uh, for you in our daily notebooks. And, of course, we cover the NFL scene as well. Uh, All the recruiting boards, uh, working on that. Got the uh, initial list up for the Class of 2021 recruiting board, a horizontal board. We're going to be breaking all of that down for you by state, by position. Uh, So, check it out. One-stop shopping. Um, We haven't slowed down a bunch uh, at at all. So, take advantage of our scouting season offer at LandryFootball.com and follow
0: me on Twitter at Landry Football. That's right. For all the latest breaking news and analysis, you can follow me at Scott's On Air. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the college football film room wherever you get your podcasts from. We'll talk to you again next week and continue to stay safe, everyone. Talk to you then, Chris. Hey, look forward to it, bud.
1: Thank you for listening to Believe.